Praise the Lord, everyone. Let's give Jesus a hang type of praise as we get into worship this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. We want to welcome everybody today to the house of the Lord. It's good to see uh, you here. There's still some sicknesses going around. We're missing a few folks, uh, but we're praying uh, for them. Um, we want to welcome those that are watching by means of the live stream uh, today as well. And uh, we just come together today to have fellowship and to worship the Lord. We appreciate those who came a little early. We had our fellowship breakfast this morning. Um, I think it turned out real good. And we're going to start off having a prayer line for six stomachs for those that ate Ronnie's cooking. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. But um, we're going to see. We're going to get started into our announcements right now. Um, Brother Paul Prosser has got a birthday on today, and we're wishing him a happy birthday. And our other brother Paul over here, he's got one tomorrow. He didn't want me to tell it, but he's got one tomorrow. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah. And uh, we got um, uh, anniversary um, uh, this week, and they. This is why they're not here. He told me last week they wouldn't be here. But Brandon and Jennifer uh, Nicholson has got an anniversary tomorrow, and we wish them a happy anniversary. <laughs> Amen. So that takes care of birthdays and anniversaries. Got. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's on here in the bulletin. I just missed it. Brother Randy um, Glover's got a birthday this coming Friday. And he is uh, he's still in the Murfreesboro Hospital, is he not? Is that, uh, we want to continue to remember him in prayer. They had, uh, uh, I guess, do that tube thing. They, they drew off about 20 pounds of fluid around his heart, so he's, uh, like we're saying, he's been been in bad shape, and uh, uh, let's continue to hold him up uh, in prayer uh, as he's continuing to deal with that heart issue, and we know God's a healer, amen? God can heal him, but we wish him a happy birthday this coming uh, Friday. Um, there's supposed to be a youth day coming up have game and pizza, but we're going. To, this is going to be postponed because um, Kessie's got um, and Chris has got car problems. We've got two vehicles, both of them broke down right now, uh, and uh, uh, they need to get those fixed because I'm their Uber driver and I charge high money. <laughs> but uh, but we will let you know when that will be um, uh, rescheduled and. Uh, and uh, we will definitely get that rescheduled. Um, I believe that's it on the announcements. Everybody remember, we'll be back here, Lord willing, Wednesday night uh, for our midweek service and um, Bible study, and we are in the book of Gal um, <laughs> Ephesians, uh, and uh, we're having a great time on Wednesday night. Everybody's laughing at Pastor trying to pronounce these words. 
but um, we're studying in the book of um, Ephesians, and uh, join us at uh, 7 o'clock as we get into the Word of God uh, and um, eat the meat of the Word of God. Brother Bobby was talking this morning um, there at, at the first part of Jesus' ministry. He had uh, thousands of people follow him, especially when he was doing the miracles and he was feeding them and, and all that. But um, when he got down into the really meat, and he told them that he was the bread that came down from heaven, and that unless they eat of his flesh and drink of his blood, they could not have life. And they turned around by the hundreds and left him. They said, this is a hard saying. We can, matter of fact, according to history, the early Christian was, uh, uh, was con, uh, considered by the popular people uh, cannibals because they didn't understand the teaching of Jesus when you said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood. Amen. But I'm glad uh, to know that we're going to have some good bread here this morning. Amen. Glory to God. And I'm, I'm not talking about those biscuits we shared earlier this morning, but we got the true bread, praise the Lord. All right. We're going to get into our devotion scripture before our uh, worship um, people come up. And I've chosen some scriptures in the book of Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter uh, today. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, we're going to read verse 10 and 11. And this is what it reads like. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. For there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you are going. Uh, and we're all headed there. None of us is going to bypass that. That's, that's coming for all of us unless Jesus returns. And then verse 11, Solomon said, The wisest man who ever lived, he said, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill. But time and chance happen to them all. And I would like to uh, uh, paraphrase that last sentence there. Uh, this word chance is not like taking a gamble, that you're gambling on something or taking a chance on something, but it, that word chance there in the original means opportunity opportunity the race so we don't we can't just sit back and say well I don't have enough talent I can't do this for God I can't do that because he said the race is not to the it ain't the race is not to the one who can run the fastest the battle is not for those who's the strongest the bread for wise no riches to men of understanding no favor to men of skill but time and opportunity happened to them all. Today, we have gathered together here, and we all got an opportunity to lift up the name of Jesus, to give him praise. He's the one that woke you up this morning. I don't know if there's anybody in the house feel about it like I do or not, but there have been some times when I look back over my life, amen, that if it hadn't been for God, sometimes I, I think I may have lost my mind. Hallelujah. But God, but God. So let's take the opportunity that God has given us today 
to worship him and give him our best praise. Give him a hand clap while the praise team comes.
See? 
God is good. And all the time, let's give him a hand clap of praise today. With the shape this old world's in and all the hatred, bigotry, and everything else that we face today, we need to be speaking the name of Jesus everywhere. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's, we need that more than we need anything else. Hallelujah. I appreciate the presence of the Lord and how the Spirit of God just kind of flows in the service and people are touched and blessed. Hallelujah. We're going to move right on right now. We're going to, we're going to worship in our giving. Giving is definitely a part of our worship. Uh, is how we worship the Lord. And uh, for those of you that are watching online, you can go on our webpage. ChristFamilyChurchNashville.org, and you can give, and you can even designate it to how you want to give it. And then uh, there's a kiosk back there on a the welcome desk to ever how that uh, you choose to give today. Amen, and God will bless you and you give. And let's ask God's blessing over the offering. Father, we come today, we thank you and praise you for your wonderful spirit, God, that we feel moving in our midst today. God, we thank you, Lord, for that. We thank you for Every blessing you bring us each and every day. And now, Lord, 
we go to giving unto you. Hallelujah. And we ask God that you will bless this offering, bless those uh, who give, bless those who don't have it to give, but bless them so they can give the next time, Lord. Just bless each and every one alike. We give you the praise and glory in Jesus' name that the church say. God bless you today as you give. Hallelujah. so thankful to God for the blessings that he gives us. Do you realize that there are times in our lives that God may have protected you from some kind of danger and you never even realize it? Never even realize it. The Bible says he gives his angels charge over us. When I'm asleep at night, I got somebody watching out for me. Amen. And um, I want to testify and thank God for keeping our facilities protected with no damage done uh, and nothing stolen. Uh, the other night, uh, what night was that? Was that Thursday? Was it Friday? Okay. Uh, the uh, alarm company. Uh, called me about 10 minutes after 1. They didn't wake me, uh, so they uh, they called, went ahead and called the police. And then about 15 minutes later, my phone started making enough racket that it did wake me. I could tell that the cameras were going off here at the church. And when I picked up my phone and I checked the camera, the first thing I went to was the, the one in the hallway there. And there were two police officers inside the hallway with their flashlights on and their guns drawn, walking through the place, telling 
hollering out, uh, this is the police, come out with your hands up. And they were walking, and I knew right away, I said, some door had to be open or there's no way they could have got in. You know, they were inside, so they had to find a door open. So I jumped in my clothes. I got got over here about 20 minutes after 2 in the morning. And um, they had uh, done, secured the building, had uh, the doors locked, and they they were gone. But when I checked the alarm, I seen where this door over here had been compromised. Uh, and somebody had, that door had been opened up. And it's got an automatic um, alarm on it. So what I'm figuring is when they shimmied the door uh, and, and got in and opened it, the alarm immediately went off and it's loud, believe me. I mean, it was blaring me through my phone. I could hear it. Uh, I guess it was waking up everybody in the, in the neighborhood around here. I figured that alarm went off, and it scared them, spooked them, and they left. They, I don't think he even come in. Uh, and so I praise God for protecting. You don't never know what you're going to come against in this day and age. It's a shame, you know, when we got this place, and we, you know, we had we had to purchase a lot of things. Uh, because of a fire in their old building that had messed up. But one thing that really bothered me about every, all the money we spent is having to buy all this security camera and all this stuff. See, when I was a kid, it's, it was hard to find a church door that was even locked. They would leave them unlocked so if people wanted to come in and pray, they could do so. Now... Yeah, I mean, you, you've, got, you've got to dig a moat around the, uh, the building and put sharks in the water and everything else. People don't respect but no, nothing, the house of God or nothing no more. Amen. That's why we need to make sure that God is with us. Amen. Hallelujah. And so I just, I got to praise him again. I, 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 I thank him. Hallelujah. Amen. Sister Linda is going to. Uh, do a song for us right now. We need to pray for her. She's been having some problems with her her voice and everything, but um, just remember her in prayer as she begins to uh, sing today. Let's worship the Lord. Lord, everybody. I'm going to sing a song that we can all sing. I'm going to keep on holding on. Try to turn me around 
Amen. How many knows when the old devil came to tempt Jesus in the wilderness, he said, get behind me, Satan. So if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for Sammy Pruitt. Amen. Get behind me, Satan. Amen. Glory. We are going to dismiss for Children's Church, and we're going to do a meet and greet right now. So just uh, get up and stretch your legs for a few minutes before we get into the Word. Well, it feels so good just being here again. It feels so good feeling what I feel again. There's just nothing I like better than God's people getting together. Feels so good. Just not. 
Let's give the Lord a hand clap while you make your way back to your seats. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, Sister, Sister Angie has uh, brought, brought a guest uh, with her today, one of her neighbors, and we are glad to have her with us today. We're just happy that you are here. Amen. We're going to change the order of the service right now and ask um, Brother Ronnie to come on and give us the Word of God today. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everyone. Great to see everybody in the house of the Lord this afternoon. Those watching on the live stream, we greet you in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's great to have our visitors with us here today. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Want to uh, thank everyone again for coming in this morning and participating in the uh, uh, Sunday School breakfast. Uh, it, it does require getting up a little bit earlier and get, uh, getting on in here, and, but uh, it, it's great just to get together and fellowship and, and have something to eat uh, uh, before service. So thank all those who uh, participated and helped out in that. Uh, and we will be doing that again sometime in the future. I enjoy doing that. Praise the Lord. But we want to get to the word of the Lord this afternoon, we're going to go to the book of John, chapter 4, praise the Lord, the book of John, chapter 4, we'll pick up in verse 7, read down to verse 14, and this is where Jesus witnesses to the woman at the well, very familiar passage, so we're going to pick up right in verse 7, John chapter 4, beginning at verse Seven, and reads like this: A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, "Give me a drink." For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, "How is it that you, being a Jew, 
ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman. For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Then Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your presence thus far. I thank you for the word you have given today. Lord, just use me as you see fit. Lord, I just give you praise and glory for everything. Lord, I ask, Lord, to let this word sink into every heart that is amongst us today that may be hearing on live stream, Lord. I just ask every heart to be softened and receive what you have for us today. In the mighty name of Jesus, let everyone say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. So from these verses that I just read to you, my message title is, Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Now, uh, you see the picture there of the well. And spring up, oh well. I rent, we sing a song around here sometime that, uh, that that's in the lyric, and I couldn't help but think of it. Spring up, oh well, within my soul. Spring up, oh well, and make me whole. Spring up, oh well, and give to me that life abundantly. And... That kind of just got stuck with me when I, as I was uh, thinking and meditating upon uh, the verses, and I think, spring up, oh well, within my soul. You know, we're living in some times today that it is very, very difficult for the Christians to continue to just go on day in, day out. It's just, I'm just going to speak real to you and just as plain as I can. It's tough to be a Christian in the, in our society. It, it, it's not it's not an easy thing, but it it's not something that cannot be done because we know our strength doesn't come from us, from our flesh. It comes from Jesus Christ. But that even with that being said, it is still difficult in this day and hour that we live in. We get drained. We get drained, and we need that spirit that is within us to spring up and refresh us from time to time. Amen. Somebody agree with that? Amen. We need to be refreshed from time to time. We need to be refreshed. Now, I want to give you just a, a, a little bit of background, some notes that, uh, that I jot down on this verse here. The place where Jesus meets this woman, we know is Jacob's well that he dug. And scholars believe this to be the town of Sychar, which is the same location as Shechem, the city where Abraham, Jacob, and Joseph were a part of and had made altars for worship of the one true God. After Joshua led the Israelites to victory in Canaan, an altar was built at Shechem, accompanied by a covenant renewal ceremony and the law of Moses read to all people. 
For a short time after the northern kingdom was founded, Shechem served as a capital city before Samaria was built and designated capital city. After King Solomon died and the kingdom split between the southern and northern kingdoms, Jerusalem was capital of Judah, the southern kingdom, and the significance of land was very important as well as a pure bloodline. The Jews called Samaritans half-breeds or filthy dogs because of their intermarriages with other folks, other people. They didn't keep pure bloodlines. Down through the years, they worshipped many gods. They claimed to worship the one true God, but they would also sacrifice to false gods. They knew were false gods. They would still do that. Some other differences were the Samaritans accepted only the Pentateuch with the first five books of the Old Testament. And they didn't accept any of the other Old Testament prophets like Isaiah. Samaritans made their sacrifices and celebrated holy days at Mount Gerizim while Jews considered Jerusalem the holy city to be the only place for the sacrifice and no other site was accepted. So they had many differences. They didn't get along at all. And this was spoke of in, in our verses when we opened up. They did not get along. And I couldn't help but wonder, I mentioned uh, King Solomon there briefly, and I couldn't help but wonder, in my opinion is, that he played his role in this hatred amongst the two, the Jews and the Samaritans, because of what he allowed. You know, King Solomon, before the kingdom split, he had many wives, and in order to keep the peace with his wives and, and, and where they come from, they were allowed to set up altars and pray to the gods from where they come from. Not only that, he would make treaties with these other lands as well. Now Solomon was the wisest man would ever live. God gave him the wisdom, not only that, because he asked uh, for wisdom, God also gave him the wealth included. Solomon didn't need a treaty with anybody. And he, and he sure didn't need to allow the, the wives that he had to set up altars and pray to their own God. So I believe this started a lot of stuff. Once the kingdom split, and I believe this started a whole lot of issues. And I, and I see the similarity in where we are today. We're told every day in society from our government leaders. See, King Solomon was the king. So where it started with him, what he allowed in the kingdom flowed on down, trickled on down. It's the, way, it's the same way it is today with presidents, with governors. You know, what they allow at the top level, when they don't include God and they leave God out, it trickles on down. Next thing you know, it's just, I think we could all agree, we're all told to, to just blend together and, and allow, just uh, tolerate so many different views, so many different gods, whatever God you want to worship, whatever God you want to worship over here, we're, we're told to tolerate. And there's danger in that, and there's hatred that starts up amongst that because people uh, have different views, different feelings, and so it becomes very difficult to just live and be in a part in this society today. We begin to get beat down. We begin, especially the Christians today, there is a war on Christianity. You know, there is a war on Christianity. If you believe in Jesus Christ, if anyone that's listening on live stream and around the world wants to, uh, wants to question whether or not Jesus Christ is real, He's the only one getting the, uh, uh, all, the, all, the, all the feedback, all the static, or any time someone wants to proclaim the name of Jesus. It's, it's been tried to, uh, to be quietened, to be uh, stomped on, to uh, eliminate the name of Jesus around the world. 
churches in China being burned down because they proclaim the name of Jesus, because they worship Jesus, they'll burn them down. Many, uh, many people uh, in Africa getting killed because they pro profess the name of Jesus. You know, the, uh, the Islam religion, they believe in killing the, the infidels, the, those who don't believe in the prophet Allah. That is their God. So they want to kill, and, and all this just leads to hatred upon hatred upon hatred, and we and then we're supposed to tolerate. Well, I'm here telling each and every one today, we tolerate no one that doesn't accept Jesus Christ as the true Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. It's time to stand strong on Jesus Christ and not back down, not tolerate anyone else. We don't have to be rude and ugly. By no means. I don't, I don't believe Jesus, when He walked this earth, was rude and ugly. But I, He stood with a strength and an authority. They even said when He spoke and when He taught and used parables that He spoke with such authority, but he didn't, use, he didn't use hatred. And we don't have to use hatred, but we need to stand firm in Him. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. But this woman at the well, she was there around noon. She was there trying to avoid everybody else. She already didn't get along with the Jewish people as that wasn't enough. Even the ones that she was uh, there with in Samaria, they didn't want to be around her. She didn't want to be around them. So she comes at noontime to try to not be seen, to be avoided, and lo and behold, Jesus is there waiting on her because he needed to go through Samaria and he waited specifically there for her. Hallelujah. She didn't want to be seen. She was dried up. She was weary. She was burned out. But she still had a little bit of hope in her because you can see that in the Scripture. She still had some hope there. But she was dried up. And then a good example of this is a picture. The first picture I want you to put up is the one that's uh, kind of dried up looking. If you can tell by this picture, this is taken. We went to uh, Savannah, Georgia last year. And this is where this picture is taken from. And you can see in this tree, it looks like a fern growing up right here in the tree up on the bark right there. And you can tell that it looks like it's dried up kind of, and it's not, uh, it's not too lively. It's kind of it's dried out and like, and it's just not much life there doesn't appear to be, does it? And so this is called a resurrection fern is what this particular fern is called, a resurrection fern. And I had taken a picture of it and uh, thought, well, you know, it, it might be useful in the future. Matter of fact, uh, Michelle and I kind of teased each other about who would use it first, and I beat her to it. But, <laughs> but uh, that's a resurrection fern. And over time, it gets to looking like this, when it kind of it just kind of gets dried out like, and I believe this is a good example, a good visual of what this woman at the well felt like. She was kind of dried out, maybe no, not much strength left in her. She was just done. And I see the comparison in the kingdom of God today with Christians that are just getting sick and tired of being sick and tired of what all we have to put up with in society. We're getting beat down, pushed down, told what we have to accept. I mean, in my own company that I work for, we get, they come out with their own policy, and we are supposed to abide by it. We're supposed to abide by their policy, which is an inclusive uh, policy now that you're, not, you're supposed to call people whatever pronoun or ism they want to be called by. You know, you have, and, and, and 
we all understand how deep that goes. We could have a great long discussion about uh, these new policies coming about. And it just, you, you want to scream to the top of your lung, no, this is not right, this is wrong. But it just begins to beat you down and you hear it over and over and over again. Maybe it's just life in general that's got you beat down, that's got you feeling dried out. Maybe you just, you don't feel, maybe you don't feel the presence of the Lord as strong as you once did. Maybe since you've been baptized, maybe you don't feel as strong for the Lord and been on fire as you once did. Maybe family has been so traumatic for you. Maybe family has been so vocal to you about your walk with Jesus and maybe you want to go forward and move forward in the kingdom of God but you feel held back by your family. There's many reasons it gets the Christian to feeling this way and to looking like maybe how this picture here depicts. We get tired, we get drained. But there is, there is a way out and there is a refreshing Jesus told this woman at the well that if she knew the gift of God and who it was that says to her, give me a drink, then you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. There's a water you can drink today from Jesus Christ and none other. He's the only one that can provide this and that you can be revived and you, and you can be awoken again. Hallelujah. He is the one that has the living water. See, society wants us to take their method and, and, and their way. They want us to just go along with them and, and you, you can feel rejuvenated if you just go along with us. But that's not, that's not the living water. Hallelujah. This intrigued her. She wanted water that she would refresh her and that she would not have to come to that well any longer and drain from that water. She wanted that and triggered that. That brightened her up. Jesus began to tell her about her personal life how she had had five husbands and the one she was with now wasn't her husband. This surprised her even more. As they began to speak and have this personal conversation, she began to turn around. She was there to gain a natural water, but the one who was offering that living water was there speaking life into her. Oh, hallelujah. See, Jesus knows where you are right now. He knows the situation that you're in. He knows that you're feeling tired and, and just kind of dried out. He understands where you are. Hallelujah. And He's just waiting on you right now. He's just waiting on you to just refresh you, refresh your spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His promise, just this, like the promise this woman at the well, that you will never thirst, but the water that He gives will be the fountain of water springing up into everlasting life, that springing up in the, in the um, when you look that up in that verb, that means to, to leap or to jump forward like. That's what that's talking about. It'll lift you up, that living water that, that Jesus gives you. It'll give you that bounce and that, and that motivation that you need that you didn't have anymore. Hallelujah. And Jesus began to, to, to tell her this. And so this personal relationship got her so excited that she just forgot all about why she was there to draw that water. She forgot all about that. And she left and ran back to town to tell everyone, could this be the Messiah? Could this be the one? Because she said, we, I know the Messiah's coming. She said, I know the Messiah's coming. Jesus said, I am He that's talking to you. Woo, glory to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So she knew and understood and got excited and got this, got this, got this uh, living water within her. Let's go to the second picture. As her countenance changed, this is another picture that I took. 
when we were there, that one picture that I took, I noticed, I noticed it was there, but I didn't find out until after we was there a couple of days what it was and what it meant. The resurrection fern. They call it the resurrection fern because of what you're seeing now, how green it looks now, the difference, the change in it. When it rains, it brings it back to life. When it gets that natural water, it brings this fern back to life. And if we could just see, sense this in our spirit, in our spiritual walk with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. If you can look at it in, in this fashion, that this is that living water that we're talking about, just using this as a visual, I know that there are many who's feeling down and out. There's many who's feeling like they're just being stepped on and tromped on. There's many who feel like they can no longer go on. There's many who are ready to just quit going to church altogether because they feel like it's just going through the motions. But Jesus is telling you today that that living water that He promised is still there and He's waiting at your well. Woo, glory to the name of the Lord. They'll refresh you. Praise the name of the Lord. He is waiting to refresh you. Apostle Paul said these words. Repent. Ask forgiveness for your sins, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come through the Spirit of the Lord. There's times of refreshing, Brother Paul, that's going to come. Hallelujah. Because you've asked forgiveness and your sins are blotted out. There's times of refreshing that comes to you. When you least expect it, just two or three weeks ago, you, you spoke of uh, how the Lord touched you in your home. He just refreshed you when you, when you least expected it. You were feeling down and out. Maybe you didn't, I'm sure you didn't feel like coming to church at all. But when the Lord touched you and refreshed you, brought you back to life like the resurrection burn that we've seen there. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise this afternoon. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I come to tell each and every one that's feeling dried out, that's feeling like you're just tired and you're ready to give up, now's not the time to give up. Now's the time to keep pressing on because Jesus wants to continue to give you that living water. Continue to give you that living water to help you go on. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. It will refresh you. She was hydrated now. She, she was refreshed now. She was no longer dried up. And that's how we can, every one of us, be through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Lord wants to refresh someone here today. The Lord wants to refresh someone here today. I feel that in my spirit. I know he wanted this word to go forth. When I was trying to get Chris the pictures to put up there, that was a struggle and a battle to give the vision. I really And I really wanted to use that today because I figured that was the best visual to give to see the resurrection fern, how it goes from when it goes over a period of time and then to when it gets refreshed. And Jesus is saying today that every Holy Ghost-filled Christian, every Holy Ghost-filled believer that has His Spirit down inside of Him. You're not wrong many times in how you're feeling. It's not wrong when we feel, we get, we feel like we're drugged down and we're out. There's nothing wrong with that. We just go through spells where we, we, we're just not feeling. We're still in the flesh down here. But that Spirit that is inside of us, like that song we sing, there's something down inside of me telling me to go home. There's something down inside of me, whoo, telling me to go on. 
Jesus is telling you to go on. Take a drink of his living water. It's in that well. Just like, just like the woman at the well told, told Jesus the well is deep. Well, sometimes when you've went so long without a refreshing, maybe that well seems so deep. You don't, you don't want to get down that far, but sometimes you got to dig down. Hallelujah. you gotta, you got to go a little bit farther. You can't give up. you got to step one more step because a refreshing is waiting on the other side. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Let's all stand and say, afternoon praise your name Jesus hallelujah hallelujah I thank the Lord for his word today I thank him for his refreshing the times of refreshing when we receive the Holy Ghost and we're back we repent of our sins and we're baptized in the name of Jesus and we receive the Holy Ghost that is, that is not just a one and done and that's it and you'll never need a refreshing at all. But like Apostle Paul said, there are times of refreshing will come. The times of refreshing will come. And that's why it's so important for us not to get so down and out that we walk out on Jesus. That we get so down and out for what's going on. Greater is He that is, that is within you than He that was in the world. Hallelujah. There's something inside of you that's stronger than what's available out there in the world. There's something inside of you that's going to push you up, that's going to leap you up. Hallelujah. When you can't leap yourself, that Holy Ghost in you is going to leap you up. Hallelujah. They're going to sing a song this afternoon and play. If there's anyone that needs prayer for anything, we will pray with you. If there's someone today here that needs a refreshing maybe you didn't get a refreshing earlier when the worship was going on and the Lord's presence was moving in a mighty way maybe you need to feel that presence or that refreshing before you leave here hallelujah Jesus invites you today to come be refreshed hallelujah and be resurrected in him hallelujah as they play today hallelujah thank you Father. like the woman at the well I was Searching for things that could not satisfy, but then I heard my Savior speaking, draw from my
that I find in Jesus Christ, my Lord. How true that is.
Come on, everybody, clap your hands unto the Lord. If you come this morning dry, all you've got to do is offer your cup up to the Lord and He'll fill it. Not just not just part of the way or half away, but He will fill it overflowing. Hallelujah. Fill it overflowing. Hallelujah. I appreciate that word today. Amen. I very I very much believe that when the scriptures talked about Jesus as they left uh, Galilee going down uh, uh, to, uh, to Jerusalem, uh, when he said he needed to go through uh, Samaria, it wasn't because that was just on the way there because when you read in some things like Ryan was talking about this morning, the Jews always went around Samaria because of what he said. They didn't like to they didn't like to be in the company, amen, of Samaritans. Jesus needed to be there because he knew that woman was going to be there. He had an appointment to meet her. And I'm so glad that he will meet you today at the point of your need. Hallelujah. I'm glad he went out of the way for me. What about you? Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Well, we've had a, a great time in the Lord today. I've heard a great word. And um, I want to remind our um, our board members we got to have a uh, board meeting today. We are past time for our yearly business meeting, and we got to plan for that. So some of us has got a long day here. We've done been here since real early this morning preparing for the breakfast, and we're going to have to stay for this today. But so I just want to remind our board members to go and remember to uh, we got that coming up. So let's bow our heads and thank the Lord for this uh, the blessings in this service today. Heavenly Father, we come today, we thank you and we praise you because you're still filling the cup, Lord. You're still offering to quench our thirst. I pray, God, that you will bless each and every one that is here. Watch those who watched online today. And those that will watch online during the future, we know there will be others who will watch this program days and weeks ahead. Speak to them, God, everybody who hears it. And bless each and every one. Keep everybody safe on the road. Bring us back to the next appointed time. In Jesus Christ's name we ask, let the church say, God bless you. We love you in the Lord.